Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the Prophet Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu, chapter 25b, the second half of chapter 25. In the first half of chapter 25, we learned, we discussed the cycle of violence, the cycle of, of crime and punishment of nations, so to speak. The nations that come and destroy Israel, but do it in a cruel and merciless way, will eventually suffer the same fate themselves. That, And we mentioned before, no one can ever give the excuse and say, well, the fact that I was strong, the fact that I was able to do it, must mean that God wants me to do it, and therefore it's okay to act this way. That kind of excuse can never work. The... Uh, we're going to continue studying that and seeing that now. I just want to remind you in a minute, for a minute, that uh, verse 13 of Jeremiah 25, we mentioned how um, how how Yirmiyahu, Asher Niba Yirmiyahu, that Yirmiyahu prophesied al-kol ha-gayim, regarding all of the nations, which reminds us again in what we learned in the beginning of Jeremiah, how God said in Jeremiah 1, he said that I'm going to make you a, a, a prophet to all of the nations. The point being that, of course, Jeremiah was in Judah and was in Jerusalem. And, of course, he was saying prophecies to the people of Judah. But his words, his message was directed to the entire world. The purpose of teaching the people of Judah, the to 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 act properly and to live just moral lives was in order that all the other nations around them should learn that lesson from them the other nations around them when they saw the punishment of judah also should have learned the lesson from them they should have learned how to um that god will eventually punish them for their misdeeds so the fact that they didn't learn the fact that they didn't learn this lesson was therefore a reason to punish them as well and remember that this the message of Jeremiah was not meant, and this has been said repeatedly so far, and we'll see it again throughout this book and many other times, that the purpose of teaching the people of Judah is in order that they should then go and teach the rest of the world. This is the message that we've seen repeated throughout all of the words of the prophets in Isaiah and many of the others as well, and we see it again here repeated in Jeremiah. And now, therefore, with this understanding, we can, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we can now um, go ahead and look at uh, uh, and start reading the second half of this chapter. I'm going to start from verse 15. Because so God said to me, Jeremiah is now speaking of the vision that God told him and what he is supposed to say in his prophecy to the world. Kach, God told, told me to do as follows. Take at kos hayayin hachem mahazos miyadi. This, this cup that is full of the wine of fury, a wine of wrath, this that I'm holding. Take it out of my hand. If um, I wanted to remind you from Isaiah 34, verse 5, ki rivso bashamayim, when God talked about his his drunken sword of 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 wrath, of anger against the against the sinners of, of Edom. This is uh, the idea of God's wine of wrath. Wine makes people irrational. It makes people just just 
if someone is angry and 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 they're drunk they they their their anger can be this is god is comparing that kind of anger anger which which doesn't seem to discriminate it's just total wrath the hishkisa also and i want you to take that cup and give it to drink to all of the nations all of the nations that i am sending you to them because god again is emphasizing i am sending you not just to the people he said god jeremiah referred to god as Israel, the god of israel but what god said is i am sending you to all of the nations not just israel i'm sending you to everyone and and I want them to drink it, drink this wine of wrath, and they will um, be, be vomit, and they will be crazy. They'll act in a crazy way because of the sword against this image that we saw, of, uh, that I mentioned that we saw in Isaiah, the same image of a drunken sword of God. What I remember Isaiah 34, that I am sending that drunken sword of wrath and punishment throughout those nations. So therefore, Jeremiah says, I took that coast, that wrath, and I gave it. This is, he's still speaking of the image that he has in his mind. This is in his dream. He took that that drink and I went and I gave it to drink to all of the nations all those nations that God sent me to those nations to bring this message first though where did it start verse 18 first I gave that to drink to Jerusalem and to the, all of the cities of the Judah and to her kings and to her officers to the nobles and we'll see again when we mentioned the other nations how he's going to zero in on the leadership. I gave it first to the people of Jerusalem and the people of Judah and to the kings and to the leaders of Judah who, who led the people astray. And I gave them to drink this wrath in order to that it should result in its destruction in its complete desolation a place that people will will hiss at and make fun of and curse like I see this day when it says this day it, it, uh, the commentaries uh, Radak and Rashi explain that means because Jeremiah is actually writing down his book after the destruction of Jerusalem took place even though he's saying this prophecy before the destruction. Another way I think that you can explain this when he says like this day, meaning this day that I'm seeing in my vision, I'm seeing this destruction in my vision, like I see now. Because you remember, he's still talking about his vision. And then what did I do? Then I went to the first to the Jews' closest allies, the ones that should have learned the lesson from the destruction of Jerusalem and changed their ways. Who was the closest allies? We've seen repeatedly the land of Egypt. So the next thing I did, verse 19, I went to Paro Melech Mitzrayim. I went to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, Viet Avadov and his servant, Viet Sarov and his officers, Viet Kalamo and his entire nation. And then what did I do? Then I started going <clears throat> out to the other countries that are close by to Israel. It's called Ha'erev, the entire, uh, the lands of the of Arabia. It's called Eretz Ha'utz in the land of Uz. It's called Malchi Eretz Pelishtim in the lands of the Philistines. It's Achkelon, it's Azov, it's Ekron. These are cities of the Philistines. It's Eret Ashdod and the remnants, whatever's left of Ashdod. And then <clears throat> I started moving out farther. 
at Edom to Edom, Viet Moab and Moab, Viet Bnei Ammon and the sons of Ammon. And then I move a little farther north, Viet Kalmachi Tzor, the kings of Tyre, Viet Kochap Kalmachi Tzidon and the kings of Sidon. These are in modern day Lebanon, a little bit farther north. And, and Viet Malchei Ha'i, and those are the kings of the faraway places, the Asher Be'evarayam, the islands that are all the way on the other sides of the sea, those places which they should also should have learned this out of whether that's referring to Cyprus or 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 um <clears throat> or other islands in the Mediterranean um that are far out there or, or just places that you would travel to by sea but again the idea being the people that were closest Jerusalem should have learned the lesson first but even the people that are farther should have learned the lesson from the destruction and then even farther away places Viet Didon, Viet Teima, Viet Buz this is verse 23 Viet Kol and all of those people who cut the corners of their hair this is like a custom that in these faraway lands they used to do they would cut their hairs exactly what the, these locations are is not really that important it's just we're going to farther away places the uh, commentaries and the scholars debate exactly which locations these refer to. Again, verse 24, and all of the kings of the faraway Arabian lands, and all of the uh, people that, that are out there in the desert, all the kings of the nomads that wander through the desert, and all of the kings of Zimri, and Again, Viet Kalmachi Tzafon, this is verse 26, and the kings of the northern countries, Hakrovim Varachokim, the ones that are close to us first, Varachokim, and the ones that are far away from us, each one together with the others, Viet Kol Hamam Lachos, and all of the kingdoms hearts of the world, Asher Al Adama, everything on the face of the earth, Umelach Sheshach, and the king of Babylon himself, Sheshach, is generally translated as Babylon. The Babylonian kings had sometimes that uh, a form of that word sheshach in their names um also uh, it is pointed out that by the system of atbash where which is the system of using the hebrew alphabet where the first letter matches the last letter and the second letter matches the second to last letter and so on sheshach would be would spell out babylon the shin would be would be a bet and the chaf would be a lamed, so it would spell out babylon that's what the commentary is explaining. He will drink at the end. Why? How does that work? Because remember, the destruction that will be wrought upon all these kingdoms will be because of Babylon conquering all of them. And then once all that destruction is wrought and Babylon has conquered all of these peoples, eventually the king of Babylon himself, because of all of that he did, will be the one who suffers. If Just remember the importance we, we, we studied in Isaiah 13, who also mentioned how Babylon, because of how she subjugated all the other nations around her, she ends up being destroyed herself. And we also had that in, in the beginning of this very chapter as well. So then now that we listed all these places, verse 27, I want you to speak to them. When you speak to them, when you speak to these nations, this is the message I would like you, for you to give them. So says God, the Lord of hosts, who is the God of Israel. The world knows who I am. I am the God of Israel and I want you to tell them in my name that you, Shesu Ukiyu, drink this drink of anger, get drunk on it and vomit v'niflu and you will fall v'lo takum and you will not arise because of the sword because of the sword that I am going to send against you. And what's going to happen? They're going to say, we don't want to drink. We don't want it. 
This is verse 28. And it will be when they refuse to drink the cup of anger that I am uh, from your hand that you're giving them to drink. You will say, You have to drink. It's not up to you. You can't choose and say, Oh, well, we don't worship that God. We worship another God. That's not how it works. God that, that is the Ke Israel, the God of Israel, is the God of everyone, the God of justice. True justice is going to come to everyone. You can't just decide, I'm not going to drink that cup because that's not our God. But no, because that city which I called my name upon, the city of Jerusalem that I made my capital, the one from which you were supposed to learn the lessons of how to live, the good lessons, and they themselves didn't, that's why I'm starting there. That's why That's why I am going to begin to um to 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 the the, the punishment uh, uh, from Jerusalem. And you think that you're going to get away clean? You think you're going to get away just because you're not there? Because you're not in the city that I called my city? That's not how it works. You're not going to get away clean. Because I'm going to bring my sword and call out, out my sword on all of the residents of earth, all of the residents of the land, so says God. My justice is not only against those people that call themselves my people. My justice is against all people because I am the God of all. And I want you to say prophecy regarding them. This is verse 38. All of these things that I just told you, this is the message I want you to say. And continue as follows. Say to them as follows. God calls out from on high, from up above. God is not resident only in this city or only in that city or only in that country. He's from up above and he looks out on all of us. It's from his holy residence. That's where his voice comes from. So his voice reaches everywhere. He roars, roars loudly upon his entire residence, which is everywhere. Dorchim, this is like the sound of when people are stamping on the wine presses and they all calling out and the and the person is calling out instructions and they and they would like kind of chant together loudly. It, it's an image of a loud chant that covers a large area. That's El Kol Arts. God calls out this chant against all against or towards all of the residents of the land, everyone. Basha Onad Kitsea Aretz. This this shaon, this tumultuousness, this this um, um, uh, storm is going to come to all the corners of the land, no matter how far it is, everywhere. Because God has a problem, God has an issue with all of the nations. God brings His justice to all flesh, all living flesh, the whole basar, all living flesh, all human beings. The whole basar would even mean even uh, non-human beings. Everything God's judgment applies to harishaim, those that are evil. Nisanam of God is going to ultimately destroy them by sword. Noma Adonai, so says God. Now we're up to verse 32. Um, why does this all happen? Vayu Adonai bayomahu. It will be that those that are that on that day, it, I'm sorry, I missed the verse. Uh, verse 32, I skipped. Uh, let's go back. So says God, the Lord of hosts, 
this evil, this evil is coming out, Migoy El Goy. Now this, I've seen several different translations of, of this verse. I'm going to tell you the way I see this translation. Um, why is this? Behold, this evil is coming against you. Because some, some see this as meaning um, from nation to nation, which would mean this evil is coming by nations attacking each other. That is how this is going to manifest itself, this destruction. I'm thinking of this because of Gai El Gai, because of what one nation, right, um, did to the other nation. This is the reason why. Because each nation attacked the other nation, this is the reason why I'm punishing you. Because you can't get along. Because you constantly fight. That is why this Ra'ah is coming out. Visar Gadol in this huge storm, Ye'or Miyak Se'orit is going to uh, be awakened. And I've seen its translation, unleashed or, or, or aroused from the corners of the earth. This is verse 33. And the, 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 uh, the, those that are slain by God on that day will fill up the world. It's from one corner of the land to the other. There will be so much death that no one will have time to eulogize. They will not gather the dead. They will not have a chance to be buried. They will become just refuse, just junk all across the face of the earth that's what that the the because people could not get along because people were constantly waging war helilu haroim and now god turns to the leadership why did how did the entire world come become so corrupt because of the leadership and because they the leadership were led selfishly rather than lead the people towards peace war helped the 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 um the selfish leadership. So let's let's read verse thirty-four. Hey, lilu cry out, you who are the shepherds. The shepherds are always referring to those that are the leaders. Vizaku, cry out. Vihit palshu, and cover yourselves with with dirt and mud. Adir hatzon, you who were the leaders of the sheep, the ones who were supposed to lead them properly. The day of your slaughter has come. Your time is up. Utefutso sichem, and um, and the day of your your smashing, of your being scattered into bits. And you will fall like a precious, like a precious glass vessel will fall and just shatter. That's your time has come, because there will no longer be a place where usually the wealthy, the rich, the powerful, they have a place to run, they have a place to hide when the enemy comes. But there won't be any place for you to hide anymore. You who are supposed to be leading the sheep, you will have no more place to escape to. Kol in the sound of the screaming and crying of the leaders. Vililas adireatzon, and the cry of those that were supposed to be leading the sheep. Listen to that terrible cry. Kishodeid adonayet marisam. God is now taking away the people that they were supposed to shepherd. They benefited off the backs of the sheep that they were supposed to lead, God is now taking those sheep away from them. Those sheep are going back to God. The leaders will have no more sheep to take advantage of. 
those pastures, those peaceful pastures that they used for their own benefit so much will cease to exist. The leaders, the corrupt leaders that that became wealthy off the backs of the people, off the backs of the masses that used them as their own pasture, that pasture will be, like we said at the end of verse 36, will go back, will be taken away by God, and the leaders will have no place to escape, no place to run, and they will shatter like a glass vessel falling off the table. And the Pnei Charon Af Adonai, because of the fierce and harsh anger of God, <laughs> because Azav Kafir Suko, God has left like a young lion has left his hiding place. Suko is the place in the grass where the lion was hiding in ambush and waiting and waiting. And people were peacefully walking by as if there was nothing there. And suddenly, with a rush, with a jump, God has come out of that, <clears throat> of that hiding and has wrought destruction. Some look at this as Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has come out of his hiding place to destroy. But many of the commentaries, and I'm going to read it this way, uh, Radak, Rashi, and others read it as, as God has left his hiding place. Their land, the land of all of these nations, has now become destroyed. Because of the anger of the Yonah. The Yonah, Rashi brings two translations and the other commentaries all kind of um, uh, uh, pick one of them. The Rashi's one translation is Yonah from the language of Yayin, of wine. This anger, the wrath of wine, which we had been discussing, it would fit uh, the context of this chapter because God described his anger as the anger of a drunken, angry person. It could also mean Yonah from a language of Ona'a, from oppression. The, the oppressive anger that that came to uh, uh, oppress and destroy the people, and most of the commentaries go with the second one. You can, I think, either translation is 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 um is uh, uh, you can understand what the point of the verse is. because of the tremendous, fierce anger of God, the uh, uh, the people have now suffered this destruction. I know this was a lot of destruction happening. Um, but there are some really important lessons here. The lesson and the idea that the destruction of one people should teach a lesson to the others to stop the destruction, to stop the war. But instead they went and fought more. And then because of the, the, the lack of cooperation between nations, because each nation answered war with another war and answered war with more revenge and answered destruction with more destruction. Therefore God ultimately meets out the ultimate destruction of them all and the cycle of violence unfortunately because of the way people act continues and that this lesson is universal it wasn't meant for just their jerusalem this lesson is meant for all the nations of the entire world like jeremiah said from one corner of the world planet to the other corner thank you so much for studying chapter 25 looking forward to studying future chapters together